Views expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basili. In the next hour, Dr. Pat showcases some of the world's most influential people in the fields of health, wellness, and human potential. Get ready to live life full out. Here's your host, Dr. Pat Basili. Hey, everybody. Welcome. I want to welcome you to the show. Uh, thank you so much for tuning us in, turning us on. I'm Dr. Pat, and I'm thrilled to be with everybody here today. You know, this is a very important show for a lot of reasons for me. Um, I just want to make sure that all of you are aware of what it takes for people that are suffering from chronic illness, but suffering specifically from Lyme disease and what that journey has been like for them. Today, I'm thrilled to introduce you to the author of Kaleidoscope of Hope, an inspirational guide for those with chronic illness. You know, this is a book that uh, Tina Juliet Garcia wrote, and you're going to hear about Tina throughout the show today. But what I want to say is that um, beyond being a Lyme disease patient advocate, you know, Tina founded a nonprofit called Lyme Education Awareness Program, also known as LEAP, in 2009. Uh, now, here's what I want to say. You're going to hear a story of someone that, you know, has said yes to being absolutely steadfast in her conviction and her perseverance. And, you know, this first book of hers takes on a lot of topics and provides a lot of information here is what today's show is about. It's for people that are out there right now that are frustrated, that are suffering, and that are going through extreme difficulties, financial including, to get their life, their health back. Kaleidoscope of Hope is a book that Tina uh, wrote to talk about the difficulties she encountered with obtaining treatment while she was so critically ill. And, you know, what that means to be ill with a disease like Lyme disease in this country, a disease that isn't getting recognition. And um, all of the folks with Lyme disease have to rely on a network that has been created and is blossoming. But today you're going to hear about what the symptoms are. You're going to really heal, hear about what this imposter disease is all about and what, what each and every one of us can, could do. But what is the most important thing you want to take away from this show? And I'll tell you, the most important thing you want to take away from this show is that there is hope and beyond hope, there are solutions. Tina, thank you for joining me today. Welcome to the show. It's great to have you here. Oh, well, thank you so much, Dr. Pat. It's such a pleasure to join you and to be here and share um, my journey with you and your listeners. Congratulations on the book, by the way, and the fabulous job you've done in putting this together. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you. It's very exciting for me to get it out there and to take a part of my life and share it with the world and especially with people and who are suffering so, so with so much difficulty on their own journey with chronic illness and their caregivers and family members, too. 
Well, let's talk about your journey and let's start from the beginning. Um, you know, I say Lyme disease and depending upon where you live or your familiarity with it, some people, um, you know, some people are saying, look, uh, I get that this d disease exists, but I think everybody is overreacting. Let's talk about your journey and when you discovered that you had Lyme disease and was so seriously ill. Okay. Um, you know, the reason when I wrote the book, I wrote it and I included my story in the book so that the readers could understand that how I got from point A to point Z. Point A being um, a kind of a stressed out, uh, feisty, outspoken advocate to moving to um, a mellow patient life coach with um, a focus on all aspects of healing. And so my journey with the uh, Lyme disease began with a tick bite in central Arizona in 1998. And I did get an expanded rash on the back of my thigh, but it wasn't the typical bullseye rash that everyone describes. And at the time, I, didn't, I, had, I wasn't aware of tick-borne infections, so I just allowed the rash to go away on its own, which it did eventually, but I never took antibiotics for it in that uh, beginning stage, and that was a big mistake because early treatment at the time of initial infection is absolutely crucial to avoid late-stage chronic dis disease from, from the Lyme bacteria. So it took about two years after I was bitten for pretty severe neurological symptoms to develop. Um, those included in the beginning um, tingling and numbness in my hands and my feet. And um, another two years passed after that. So four years so far, the bacteria was replicating in my body without any treatment. And by that time, in 2002, I could barely walk because I was in so much pain. The bacterium that causes Lyme disease replicates in the body and colonizes organs and other tissues, and it especially affects the joints and connective tissues like tendons and ligaments. And that causes a great deal of inflammation in the musculoskeletal system and along with excruciating pain. So by that time, I had symptoms from the top of my head to the tips of my toes and I had an overwhelming crushing fatigue. I also had hearing loss and extensive memory loss, which still affects me now to a certain degree. I had cognitive dysfunction that we describe as brain fog. I couldn't um, think straight. My thought process became very slow. I, I couldn't carry on a conversation because I couldn't think of the words I wanted to say when my family came over to visit. Um, I would try to keep up with the conversation, but people would be talking and, and the words would go into my brain and I would process it. And by the time I figured out a response, they were on to the next subject. So that was very frustrating for me. I also developed dyslexia, which I never had before. And this was all caused from encephalopathy, which is swelling in the brain tissues. So in 2004, I felt so sick that I felt like I was fading into a coma-like state. So I got online, and I found stories of patients 
all over the world who were suffering the same symptoms that I had, and they all had Lyme disease. And so I also found uh, Tick-Borne Disease Lab in California, and I called them and asked them if they could help me. And they referred me to a doctor who was treating, um, practicing in Phoenix at the time, which is where I live. And I went to see him, and he diagnosed me with Lyme disease based on my history and symptoms, which is very important because that's uh, considered a clinical diagnosis. Um, he also ran lab tests, blood tests at that lab in California, and they did come back positive. I was positive for Lyme disease and a co-infection called ehrlichiosis. Um, that's when I started taking I'm sorry? Yeah. I mean, what we're talking about here is a journey. And I just want to be really clear to all of our listeners tuning in the show today that, you know, this is not like a, a journey that most people take. And, you know, when we come back we're from break, we're going to talk about why Tina's journey uh, sounds more like uh, the Beatles or Paul McCarthy's song, The Long and Windy Road. Because for many people out there, you know, just to get acknowledgement that this is something that's going on is near impossible. To get diagnosed with Lyme, chronic Lyme disease is almost non-existent uh, in the, um, uh, you know, the allopathic range. But when we come back, we're going to talk to you about what some of the things are that Tina has discovered. Also, uh, what is it about the testing process that is absolute failure? absolute failure and uh what can you do about it but in kaleidoscope of hope her fabulous book tina takes us on a journey when we come back we'll talk more about what that journey is throughout the show you're going to get lots of information on what action to take and what do you what do you do if a test is administered to you and the results don't show any positive signs of lyme what questions do you ask and where do you go? Stay tuned. We'll be right back with the Dr. Pat show. Hi, this is Dr. Pat. Did you know most coffee, not all, have hidden dangers lurking in it? A recent investigation into grocery store coffee revealed three dangers. First, modern coffee farming produces dangerously high acidity and caffeine. Second, mold content in grocery store coffee contains dangerous toxins. Yuck. Third, government agencies have found grocery store coffee containing 400 times the carcinogens allowed in drinking water. You will be relieved to know that Camano Island Coffee Roasters takes the worry out of your sip of coffee. Imagine how your coffee tastes without mold, carcinogens, or poison. Get your free coffee report, The Five Hidden Dangers Lurking in Your Coffee Cup. Visit NakedTruthAboutCoffee.com to get your free copy now. That's NakedTruthAboutCoffee.com. And check out Camano Island Coffee Roasters. 
Tune in each week on TransformationTalkRadio.com, Wednesday at 2 Pacific, 5 Eastern Time, and express and experience the infinite possibilities waiting in each and every moment as you listen to From the Heart with Elizabeth Cookson. Get ready for a packed hour of laughter, tears, and a soul full of emotions as Elizabeth raises your vibration and shifts your spirit. For more information about Elizabeth and to schedule a session, visit ElizabethCookson.com. Hi, my name is Dr. Dane here from Access Consciousness. Are you a seeker, a dreamer, one of those people who's always known that there should be greater possibilities available but haven't yet been able to create it as your life? I'd like to help. Go to CreatingGreaterPossibilities.com where there's a free video and audio series created especially for you. Once again, CreatingGreaterPossibilities.com. It's free and it's designed to give you the actual tools that you need to create the life you've always been looking for. CreatingGreaterPossibilities.com. Are the magic and mysteries of Egypt calling you? Picture yourself standing between the paws of the Sphinx, meditating inside the Great Pyramid and other sacred temples and exclusive visits. Imagine cruising down the Nile on a luxurious private sailing yacht and exploring the peaceful countryside of Egypt. If you're interested in travel that expands, transforms, and rejuvenates you, join Dr. Friedemann Schaub and Danielle Rama Hoffman, author of The Temples of Light, for a spiritual and healing journey to Egypt this September. Call for more information, 866-903-6463. That's 866-903-6463. Or visit EgyptIsCalling.com. That's EgyptIsCalling.com. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basili. If you have a question or comment, call us toll-free at 866-472-5788. Now back to the program. Here's Dr. Pat Basili. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. Hey, great show today. A lot of information for you. Uh, Lyme disease, what is it? How do you even know you have it? But more importantly, why did my very special guest, uh, Tina Garcia, write the book, Kaleidoscope of Hope? Uh, and we'll talk about uh, what this means in terms of getting you help, making sure that you're getting the, the treatment that you need. And beyond that, you got to know the questions to ask. I mean, this is really the conundrum for people. This is really the showstopper. You know, it takes an extraordinary person, uh, Tina, to really persevere with this uh, and, and, and to, before you actually die from the disease. That's the thing we're not talking about. We're not talking about the fact that Lyme disease is a killer, are we? We're not talking about that. No. No. It, and even though it is, it, it's, it's a very slow it is one painful process. There's a lot of suffering involved. And, you know, following up with what you um, said before the break about how difficult it is to get a diagnosis and to get treatment, I, I, I kind of jumped in my story a little bit. I did go to physicians on my health plan during those first six years that I went without treatment. Um, I went to them. I described the rash that I had. It was actually a recurring lesion that I got after the initial rash broke out, 
and it would follow periods of stress. Um, and I, I had a, a pain in my legs and the hearing loss and the memory loss. And I was diagnosed with sciatica, and I was also told that I had fibromyalgia. And, and this is very common for Lyme patients to be diagnosed with everything else under the sun except what's causing the problem, and that's a bacterial infection, and that's what causes Lyme disease. It's a bacterial infection. So by the time I got to the Lyme doctor, um, and he diagnosed me clinically, and my lab test did come back positive, but that was from the specialized lab that specializes in tick-borne diseases. I, I, be, I couldn't afford the intravenous antibiotics, which he recommended. Uh, he initially recommended four to eight weeks of IV antibiotics, but I couldn't afford it because I wasn't working anymore. I was too sick to work. And even though I had, I qualified for my state-run health insurance, he wasn't contracted with that insurance plan. So instead, I was able to get um, oral antibiotics and intramuscular injections of antibiotics for six and a half weeks, which literally saved my life because I had so much swelling in my brain at the time. And that brought me out of that, you know, coma-like, fading out state that I was in. But um, because he wasn't contracted on my plan, I, I thought, well, great, I have a diagnosis now. I know what I need for treatment. He wrote out the prescription. I can go to a doctor on my plan and get the help that I need. No, no such luck. I went to see an, an infectious disease specialist who <clears throat> told me that I had never been bitten by a tick in Arizona, that I couldn't possibly have Lyme disease because there was no Lyme in Arizona, and that I had already had six and a half weeks of antibiotic, which was enough to kill any bug in my body. And then I saw a neurologist who ordered a spinal tap, and the spinal tap revealed that I had antibodies to the bacteria in my cerebral spinal fluid, but it wasn't at a level that the laboratory considered positive. So he said I didn't, I didn't have Lyme disease, and instead he diagnosed me with conversion disorder and anxiety. He was, he was inferring that all the symptoms that I was experiencing, I was creating myself due to Yeah, emotion. they were mental. Mm-hmm. Mental. Yeah. You, you made this up. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> then yeah. I saw another infectious disease specialist and who told me also that I didn't have Lyme disease and that I, I asked him, well, what's causing the swelling in my ankles? And he said, well, it's it's probably rheumatoid arthritis or syphilis. Now, syphilis and Lyme disease are both caused by the same type of bacteria. They're called spirochetes. So it, that was a very odd conclusion that he um, drew, saying that my symptoms could be indicative of syphilis, but not typical of Lyme disease, when they're both very, very similar. The symptoms are very similar. He, t he instead told me that I needed a psychological exam because I was obsessed with the diagnosis of Lyme disease. What do you do when, that, when somebody says that to you, Tina? I mean, you know, I think you and I have been through the gamut on this, mm -hmm. including, you know, the, the, the 
ridiculous five panel test where you have to have all five panels filled out for anybody to recognize that you you have Lyme. But, you know, I mean, you go down one road, you go down another road, and you end up with no one really out there um, that can give you the kind of help you need. And once you find somebody that can give you the kind of help you need uh, to get that help, uh, it, it's very expensive. Yeah, yeah, it, it is. And I would, I would say the most important thing is time is of the essence. And if, if someone suspects that they may have Lyme disease, and, and a lot of people, a lot of patients self-diagnose, which is really sad, but they're so desperate they go online to like I did to find and find the symptoms. But that's happening with a, with a lot of things today, a lot of um, diseases. And, and people with chronic fatigue and fibromyalgia go through the same thing. But I say don't waste your time going to physicians who are not going to help you. And I have to say that most, most infectious disease specialists adhere to a doctrine issued by the Infectious Diseases Society of America. And they do not acknowledge the, even acknowledge the existence of chronic Lyme disease infection, especially if a person has already had some antibiotics. So I say cut to the chase and find, um, contact a support group in your area. You can, you know, get that information online. A lot of people contact us um, here at at Lyme Education Awareness Program for that information. And then the support groups in the various areas can provide uh, names of doctors who are willing, who put their licenses on the line to treat the disease. Well, you know, let's talk about, uh, you know, your your vision, you're becoming a spokesperson, taking this message out there uh, to the world and, uh, and, and doing this in a way that people can get it, making some change. Uh, you know, when the movie Under Our Skin came out, and I'm sure you saw that movie, correct? Yes, uh-huh. Yep. Yeah, I um, did. Great film. Great film. Um, we screened it here in, in Washington State. Um, Dr. Nusheen Darvish was one of the first to come to the forefront. The folks at Bastyr uh, University as well to screen that movie. Now, you and I know that that movie is uh, one of the best uh, documentaries that I've seen to really pinpoint you know, a, a disease like Lyme. Uh, you've seen it, I've seen it. It is being banned in certain states. Uh, it's not being allowed to be played on, um, uh, on uh, you know, NPR or uh, public television in yeah. certain states. Is this insane or what? Yeah, it, it, it is. It's very unusual for individuals who are involved in, outlining the parameters of a disease to have that much influence on how the disease is presented. But there is a group of individuals who are actually in control of this, and they, they have a lot of clout. And so they, all they do is call up or meet with uh, 
public broadcasting system and express their views and their and perhaps they have other ways of, of influencing them I don't know and and then they um, they ban the film and they they refuse public broadcasting system refused to um, show it in in several states as you said and I don't know where are you aware of the hearing that was held in Washington as a result of um, former Connecticut Attorney General Blumenthal's investigation into the Infectious Diseases Society of America treatment guidelines for Lyme disease? Uh, I was aware that it existed, but I'm not aware of the results because there was so much uh, conflict of interest. What, what, please share that information. Well, the attor former Attorney General Richard Blumenthal, now um, U.S. Senator for Connecticut, uh, Blumenthal, initiated an investigation into the process used by the IDSA, the Infectious Diseases Society of America, in their in their formulation of their treatment guidelines for Lyme disease, which which state that chronic Lyme disease really doesn't exist, especially after you get antibiotic treatment. And that what he found in his investigation were that some of the guideline authors held egregious financial conflicts of interest and that the IDSA based their treatment guidelines on the author's personal opinions and their personal research, ignoring a worldwide body of research that exists that, sh that proves the existence of chronic Lyme infections. So the hearing, the, the Attorney General requested from Lyme patients copies of insurance denials of treatment, so I sent him the denial that I had received from my state health plan, which they ultimately denied me treatment altogether. And what that resulted in was a communication with his assistant attorney general. And I was really ill by the time the hearing um, came about. But I, at the final hour, I decided to send in my application to testify at the hearing. And I was actually selected by the, the Attorney General and the IDSA Lyme Disease Review Panel, who was going to preside over the hearing. And I was able to go to Washington and testify on behalf of the worldwide Lyme patient community. The results of the hearing, unfortunately, were not favorable to Lyme patients and their doctors. And this was despite Lyme treating physicians and eminent scientists presenting conclusive scientific evidence proving the existence of Lyme infection. But the, uh, the review panel disregarded that research that was presented to them, and they failed to make any significant changes in the treatment guidelines. But I can share with you and your listeners, Dr. Pat, that that was still a wonderful, wonderful experience for me because I was able to present a voice for hundreds of thousands of right. Lyme disease patients worldwide who have so much to say and are crying out for help over the inhumane lack of medical care that they experience. So I'll always cherish that. Oh, my gosh. We're going to take a short break. Uh, Tina Garcia joining me here today. Her book is Kaleidoscope of Hope. When we come back, we'll talk about how she went from a very, very dark place uh, to a place of inspiration and healing. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with the Dr. Pat Show.
Have you ever wanted to join a yoga class, yet felt self-conscious or simply didn't have the time? Now you can bring live kundalini yoga into your home with KRI-certified Dr. Ann Taylor. You will learn a scientific technology of movement, mantra, meditation, and breathing techniques designed to balance your mind, body, and spirit. Sign up today for our free newsletter and receive your first class free. Visit Ann with an E, Taylor.com. Tune in each Monday at noon Pacific, 3 Eastern Time on TransformationTalkRadio.com to the Elizabeth Anglin Show, your psychic connection to your soul's path. Elizabeth takes you to the Universal Etheric Space Library, where soul records and life lesson plans are stored. This live call-in show will help you decide what your life plan is through the help of your guides and guardian angels. Visit ElizabethAnglin.com or call 1-888-640-4893 to schedule your reading with psychic medium animal communicator elizabeth anglin the root cause of disease is not what you think doctors are treating the symptoms not the root cause because they haven't been trained to do so dr alex lloyd has developed a simple technique that has saved thousands of people from lives of frustrating and debilitating illnesses this technique has been featured on national broadcast and cable television in People, Time, and USA Today. If you are ready to heal and tired of being treated, visit DrAlexHealingCodes.com, where you will find free life-changing information. Imagine a chocolate so decadent that you'd never believe it could be good for you. Align your inner bliss with Mother Nature's magic. The power of cold-pressed cocoa by Shasai, the healthy chocolate. Shasai is everything you ever dreamed healthy should taste like. We combine unprocessed cocoa with acai and blueberry for an unbeatable high-oxidant powerhouse. Shasai, the healthy chocolate. Visit us at LifesaverChocolate.com or call 888-287-2011. Tune in to Dialogue Radio with Dr. Jeff on TransformationTalkRadio.com as the stories of the universe are revealed in this engaging and creative hit show. Mondays at 1 Pacific Time, 4 Eastern, Dr. Jeff fills the airwaves with Dialogue Radio, an epic conversation on self, society, and sustainability. Provocative, educational, transformative, and mythic, Dialogue Radio is the place where story seeds the imagination, heals the heart, and inspires personal, social, and planetary evolution. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basili. If you have a question or comment, call us toll-free at 866-472-5788. Now back to the program. Here's Dr. Pat Basile. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. Tina Garcia joining me here today. Her book is Kaleidoscope of Hope. She's a spokesperson, founder of a nonprofit called Lyme Education Awareness Program, also known as LEAP. And in 2009, at a legal hearing, she had the honor to be selected by former Connecticut Attorney General Richard Blumenthal and, and the Infectious Disease Society of America to testify on behalf of Worldwide Lyme patient community. Uh, she just shared that story of what that was like, uh, what the results of the hearing uh, turned out to be, uh, and the momentum to is picking up na nationally and worldwide on what many people call this imposter disease called Lyme. You know, we're going to talk a little bit about why that is called and why it's called an imposter disease uh, or the great imposter. 
uh, and we'll talk about the emotional journey and what the Kaleidoscope of Hope book is all about. Tina, thank you so much for joining me here today. Boy, you know, you've come a long way with this. Um, you know, you and I have gone down this journey to, you know, become people that shine the light on uh, what is now becoming a multi-generational killer. Uh, they're finding that, you know, the disease is passed on to children and, uh, and there are many things we don't know about it. So thank you for doing what you do. Oh, well, it, I'm really pleased to be able to do it. Thank you so much. And I can tell you that if I could go back and change things and say, wave a wand to say, oh, I, I wish I never had this disease, I wouldn't do it. And I'll tell you why, because it's been a catalyst for me to be able to step outside of myself and serve other people. And so even though it's been an extremely difficult journey, there are, I've, re, I've have been blessed by it tremendously, and I feel grateful that I've been able to, you know, help people here and there and um, help them on their journeys also. And that's why I wrote the book. Let's talk about the full spectrum here, the kaleidoscope, as as you would say. Um, the book that you wrote is very different than what most people would think. Let's talk a little bit about, you know, the the fact that this book really gets down into some very personal development issues for people. Mm -hmm. And let's talk about, for you, why was that important? Well... I'd say it, it kind of began for me when I realized that I was a different person with compromised abilities due to the disease that I was experiencing. And because before I, I became ill, I, I was a very detail-oriented person. I mean, I could relay a phone conversation from 10 years prior verbatim. I, I had a great memory, and I really missed being sharp like that. So... As I became ill and I started suffering from the cognitive dysfunction, I found myself making mistakes like shuffling papers around my desk and misfiling things. And I, I became dyslexic, and so I, I kept switching the numbers and misdialing phone numbers. I, I was tripped over my own feet and fell down several times. Oh, gosh. I wandered around the house and not knowing what I was doing, and it was all because I had dementia from the infection in my brain. And, but I, I started beating myself up for all those mistakes, and, and that went on for a long time. Like, I was very critical of myself. But then one day I realized that I was being so cruel to my new compromised self. I, it wasn't the way I would have treated someone else who was compromised from a physical or mental challenge, and so I realized that I needed to accept and love my new self just as much as I had prior to becoming ill, and it was at that moment that I decided to sort of embrace the illness and not fight against it and accept it in my life as a turn of events that brought me down a new path of spirituality and transformation. So that's why I wrote the book, um, because I had the intent of inspiring a patient, other patients with all types of chronic illness, not just Lyme disease, um, so that they could be inspired by the book to, to also transform their perspective. Well, your book has 12 kaleidoscope uh, concepts, hope concepts. 
um, in the book. Let's talk about what some of these are and, um, and how you guide people to tap into each. Oh, okay. Well, the kaleidoscope metaphor came to me in a dream, which was the inspiration for the title and also the 12 kaleidoscope of hope concepts in the book. And the, the, the concepts are based on, in our, on our life experiences and our lives being like the patterns that are created when you turn the chamber of a kaleidoscope. Inside the chamber of a kaleidoscope are mirrors, and they're positioned within the chamber in a, in a particular way. They need to be straight, and they need to be positioned evenly in order to create the beautiful and colorful patterns, right? So if our mirrors, in other words, our perceptions, are tilted, then the patterns, shapes, and colors which would represent our experiences, will appear chaotic and distorted. So moments of our lives are like the patterns in a kaleidoscope, and our responses to various situations reflect the positioning of our mirrors, or in other words, our perceptions. And when it comes to long-term illness, that can cause a lot of distortion and chaos in our lives. Living with chronic illness wears a person down over a long period of time. So um, all of that dealing with testing and treatment and the physical aspects of pain, the emotional aspects of fear and depression, that all of that can affect our perceptions to the point at which we're no longer able to view life in a symmetrical way. And so the 12 Kaleidoscope of Hope concepts can play an important role in transforming our perceptions and our perspective and help the correct the placement of our of the our mirrors, so to speak. So I I took each of the twelve letters in the word kaleidoscope, and then I developed the twelve kaleidoscope of hope concepts from those letters. And I'll, I'll just name them for the, for your listeners. Yes, please. Okay, the K is for kaleidoscope, where I I talk about the the concept of the kaleidoscope, and accept, A is for acceptance, L is for love. E, enlightenment, I, inspiration, D is for destiny, O is for optimism, S is for service, C is for charity, O for opportunities, P for possibilities, and E for empowerment. And the, the 12 Kaleidoscope of Hope concepts are designed to help people rediscover their hidden potential and in the book, they can do that through the exercises for self-discovery and awareness, which are potent questions that allow the readers to get back in touch with who they really are, you know, deep inside, um, apart from the illness that, you know, has taken up residence in their bodies. Yeah, because what you're talking about is, I mean, anybody that has ever had a chronic illness of any kind, but in, in, but Lyme in particular, <clears throat> because it is such a rocky road of frustration, emotional roller coaster. I mean, <clears throat> if you've ever had this, you, you know, you start to question and doubt your life, don't you? Oh, de most definitely. And, you know, the focus becomes like what I described about my being critical of myself, that focus on, 
oh, gosh, I can't do anything that I used to do before. I can't do anything. I'm not the same person. And, you know, that is not inducive to healing. And I think that's where the exercises in the book in each chapter become like a treasure map that leads you to inspirational and spiritual treasure, such as wisdom and blessings. That's the spiritual treasure. And when you read and answer the questions, they lead you to discover the treasure within yourself. And in that way, a person can gain introspection again, awareness, um, discovery, and growth, and they can transform their difficult journey with illness into a journey of hope and inspiration. What do you find uh, has been your greatest challenge and your greatest gift? I think my greatest challenge was what I described earlier in being critical of myself. And so that concept of accepting, of acceptance, is huge. And I've talked to a lot, a number of patients about this, and most people say, oh, that's a great, great concept, but I don't know if I could do that. You know, I don't know if I can embrace the illness. And when I say embrace the illness, I'm not saying, you know, you love the fact that you're, you're not well at that moment in your life. Well, what I'm saying is that as long as we keep if we fight the illness and we keep it right in front of us, then we're, we're standing there like, bo- like we're boxing with it, you know, like a boxer stands in the ring. And there, therefore the illness always stays right there in front of us. I think it's important for us to just let it pass through us, let, a, let it pass by us, and through acceptance and through love of self. Let's talk about... <laughs> Where we go now? Where do people go now? Let's talk about your um, nonprofit that you set up and and how people can become advocates for this. I mean, this is really a call to action, and yet sometimes it's really hard, as you know, when you're not well, uh, to have to be in that mode where it is a call to action. Mm-hmm. You know, all you can do is take care of yourself, but yet at the same time, you're frustrated, you're angry, you don't know where to turn, and honestly, if you don't have the money, there's no place to go. What do you suggest for people? It's a very big problem. I think after all that I've learned that the most important thing is to get to get treatment right away and not waste time going to doctors who are going to disregard you and say, oh, you don't have Lyme or Lyme isn't in this state because they say that just about everywhere. So um, as I mentioned earlier, I mean, people can go to, go to my website. It's, it's uh, leaparizona.com, and that's L-E-A-P, and then Arizona all spelled out. And we, we do help patients not just in Arizona but throughout the country. And... And you can go there for information. We have a list of symptoms there. We have the, the, a link to photos of rashes and all sorts of good information, allopathic and integrative medicine, alternative medicine. And, and you can read research articles if, you're really, if you want to go that deep. 
so that's a that's one resource and then you can always contact us and we can kind of steer you in the right direction depending on what state you're in there are doctors you know throughout the country scattered throughout the country but pretty much there's at least someone in every state but not everyone not all the doctors really know <laughs> right that much about Lyme. So, you know, I'd, there are a lot of patients who have to travel out of state, actually, or choose to travel travel out of state. So um, our website, like I said, LEAP Arizona, people can go there for more information and contact us if they need, um, need to do that. Um, so the other, the other important issue is the, is the anger and the frustration because it is very yeah. frustrating when you go to a doctor and they say, oh, you're not sick, oh, why don't you get, you know, you need a job to get a job or a hobby or something, or why don't you take some ibuprofen? I mean, that's really frustrating. And, then, and I banged my fists on my desk a lot over the years as an advocate. Um, but working through that anger and not allowing that anger to take hold will help in the healing process. So um, I would recommend keeping a, a very strong focus on healing, staying uh, calm, uh, lowering stress level because stress level will just aggravate the, the symptoms and the disease and allow it to take a, a stronger foothold in the body. I want to talk for a minute about someone that you and I know. Um, okay. She was one of the main people featured in uh, the movie Under Our Skin, uh, representing uh, the Midwest, I believe, and that's Leslie. Oh, okay. Yeah. And, and the reason I, I, I want to bring this up is because Leslie and I talked um, right before um, she passed. She was going to come to see the state of Washington to see my naturopath. Okay. She didn't make it. Yeah. Um, I, and let's, I, I want to talk and dedicate um, uh, some time here for a minute to really talk about what this disease does. You know, I used to think that we had such a great, and we still do at many levels, a great system of care here. Yet at the same time, we also have a system that is so layered with bureaucracy that it, we can't seem to get the attention that we need to get. Now, you know, you dedicate, um, you have a, a link on your web, uh, on, the web, on the LEAP website in memory of Leslie. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, this is a woman that went to sleep one night and didn't wake up. Right. And that's the part of this disease people don't know about. Right. And, and that's a part of the disease that's actually mitigated by, by those people who, are, who hold responsibility for our, our health. And that's very unfortunate. And Les, I never had the opportunity of meeting Leslie. I, I didn't know Leslie. Um, but she was a very dedicated patient advocate, and I've subsequently become very, very, very close and dear friends with her sister, um, Tracy Chisel. And 
to be honest with you, I feel like Leslie is still helping people from whatever station she's at right now. Yes. And I, I appreciate her. And I was very moved when I heard of her passing, even though I didn't know her and I really didn't know her sister Tracy at the time. And it, it moved me so deeply that that's why I put the, the, the uh, memorial on my website. And I also added uh, a memorial page in my book, Kaleidoscope of Hope, dedicated to Leslie, because she was really, really very ill and couldn't get the help that she needed. And this went on for years and years. And unfortunately, she succumbed to the disease. And this is happening more and more to more and more people. And that information is not being brought up. And I thank you so much for bringing that to to everyone's attention. Well, it's like you and your dedication. And it's like doing a show like this. You know, it, it's, you know, you look at the people that um, have done such incredible, incredible things. I mean, you know, uh, Leslie and and I believe her sister created Lime Fighters uh, Advocacy. Yes. LimeFighters.org is another website, and the website's been in progress. And if you go to LimeFighters.org, you're going to see a picture of, of um, uh, Leslie on the page. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I can't help but think how close she was to coming out here and and getting a kind of treatment that she had not gotten before. But I think sometimes, you know, the universe has got bigger plans for all of us. Certainly has that for you, Tina. Tina, thank you so much in joining the show today and doing what you're doing. What's your personal message? What do you want to leave us with today? Hope. There's always hope. We just need to focus on that. We really need to focus on our potential and and realize that each one of us, whether it's having a chronic illness or suffering from other some other situation in our, in our life that, that seems to be dragging us down, that we have so much potential within us and so much power that we just need to tap into that. It's just hidden in there. And if we tap into that, we can accomplish many, many things in our lives. And to remember to reach out to others and try to step away from ourselves. That really does aid the healing process. Wow. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, Tina, for joining us here today. Uh, Give out your website one more time, if you don't mind. Oh, the website for LEAP is, um, for Lyme Education Awareness Program, is LEAPARIZONA.com. And the website for my book, um, People can get my book at Amazon or Lulu.com or also at my other website, which is KaleidoscopeHealth.net. Thank you so much. Hey, thank you all. For those of you that want to find out more about Lyme disease, we've given you some websites to do that. Certainly, if you've not seen the film Under Our Skin, you need to go to their website and take a look at that film. And thank you to all of the people out there that have not given up, that continue to shine the light on awareness and action 
uh, such as Tina has done. Thank you all for tuning us in, turning us on. We'll see you next time on The Dr. Pat Show. Thank you for joining us today for The Dr. Pat Show, talk radio to thrive by. The Dr. Pat Show can be heard live every Thursday at 8 a.m. and 8 p.m. Pacific on voiceamerica.com and Monday through Friday at 11 a.m. on KKNW AM 1150. So join Dr. Pat live or listen 24-7 at www.thedrpatshow.com. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. Our hosts are setting a new standard for a fresh kind of talk radio, creating conversations that are transforming the world, one listener at a time. Transformation Talk Radio's mission is to broadcast a distinct blend of live talk radio interviews with a mix of uplifting and intelligent news, educational and practical information. Topics range from personal development to critical issues relevant to a rapidly changing world. Stay tuned. Transformation Talk Radio starts at the top of every hour. Stop. Get out of that car. Stop living your life in the passenger seat. Tune in to TransformationTalkRadio.com and let us help you drive. Hi, this is Dr. Pat. Did you know most coffee, not all, have hidden dangers lurking in it? A recent investigation into grocery store coffee revealed three dangers. First, modern coffee farming produces dangerously high acidity and caffeine. Second, mold content in grocery store coffee contains dangerous toxins. Yuck! Third, government agencies have found grocery store coffee containing 400 times the carcinogens allowed in drinking water. You will be relieved to know that Camino Island Coffee Roasters takes the worry out of your sip of coffee. Imagine how your coffee tastes without mold, carcinogens, or poison. Get your free coffee report, The Five Hidden Dangers Lurking in Your Coffee Cup. Visit NakedTruthAboutCoffee.com to get your free copy now. That's NakedTruthAboutCoffee.com. And check out Camano Island Coffee Roasters. Tune in each week on TransformationTalkRadio.com, Wednesday at 2 Pacific, 5 Eastern Time, and express and experience the infinite possibilities waiting in each and every moment as you listen to From the Heart with Elizabeth Cookson. Get ready for a packed hour of laughter, tears, and a soul full of emotions as Elizabeth raises your vibration and shifts your spirit. For more information about Elizabeth and to schedule a session, visit Elizabeth cookson.com Hi, my name is Dr. Dane here from Access Consciousness. Are you a seeker, a dreamer, one of those people who's always known that there should be greater possibilities available but haven't yet been able to create it as your life? I'd like to help. Go to creatinggreaterpossibilities.com where there's a free video and audio series created especially for you. Once again, creatinggreaterpossibilities.com. It's free and it's designed to give you the actual tools that you need to create the life you've always been looking for. CreatingGreaterPossibilities.com Are the magic and mysteries of Egypt calling you? Picture yourself standing between the paws of the Sphinx. 
meditating inside the Great Pyramid and other sacred temples and exclusive visits. Imagine cruising down the Nile on a luxurious private sailing yacht and exploring the peaceful countryside of Egypt. If you're interested in travel that expands, transforms, and rejuvenates you, join Dr. Friedemann Schaub and Danielle Rama Hoffman, author of The Temples of Light, for a spiritual and healing journey to Egypt this September. Call for more information, 866-903-6463. That's 866-903-6463. Or visit EgyptIsCalling.com. That's EgyptIsCalling.com. Transformation Talk Radio showcases a distinct blend of live talk radio interviews with a mix of uplifting and intelligent news, education, and practical information. Topics range from personal development to critical issues relevant to a rapidly changing world. Our hosts bring together some of the planet's most preeminent and visionary change makers, best-selling authors, motivational speakers, leading-edge scientists and futurists, environmentalists and educators, world-renowned spiritual leaders, inventors, filmmakers, artists, mystics, and healers that are stimulating and supporting individual and collective growth. Get ready to create positive cultural shifts on Transformation Talk Radio. Join us in making a meaningful difference in the world. TransformationTalkRadio.com. That's TransformationTalkRadio.com. Transformation Talk Radio is designed to attract people like you and like me. Millions of people across the globe are looking to up-level their lives. If you have a message and want to take it out on Transformation Talk Radio, make sure you give us a call, 1-800-930-2819, or send an email to host at transformationtalkradio.com and get ready to host your own show on one of the fastest-growing transformative networks in the world. Transformation Talk Radio. Transformation Talk Radio, a higher consciousness perspective. The hosts on Transformation Talk Radio offer a positive and new paradigm shift, a new vision for a collective future. They are empowering and helping all of us experience a powerful wave of personal shifts and cultural change as we break through to even greater levels of awareness. Take down our toll-free number, 1-800-930-2819, Call in, connect, make sure you tap into some of the world's most empowering psychics, healers, and more. Get an on-air reading with the best. Tune in, TransformationTalkRadio.com. Hey, everybody, we'll see you there.